I keep it juicy, juicy. I eat that lunch. Mm. Yeah. She keep that booty, booty. She keep that plump. Yeah. What is Gucci? Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Um, welcome back to the Ball Out with Ian K after a nice little six-month hiatus. Okay. But- Six months, but I'm going to say it was not <laughs> – that was not as intentional. We tried. There were a few – there was, like, at least one episode that we recorded, but the sound quality was not there, and we care about your ears more than we care about – quality over content, you know? So mm-hmm. right. here we are. So here we are. And to give you a little update on the six months, um, we decided to do the three things that we felt that like in our areas of our lives that have changed or just like our big areas of our lives. So it was relationships, career, and miscellaneous. So um, I'll start off. As far as career, um, I think I've just been able to do – more official um, things within the K-pop community um, as I've gotten to network with various people, um, whether it be the influencers or the journalists or sometimes the acts themselves within it. So it's been a great last six months being able to do a lot of different things um, and only hope to um, see them continue to move along in terms of relationships. I've been called out a number of times by my friends, but for not putting enough effort into my relationships and putting more effort into my careers, career. And I actually got called out last night as well. <laughs> so oh, here, wait, who called you out? <laughs> my friend Mimi, she called me out. Yeah. And I was like, at first I was like, yeah, everyone's being a little too sensitive. And then I guess it <laughs> was like, well, maybe it's me. You know those movies where like a dad, like, I don't know, like I'm thinking of like, Hugh, whatever his name is, the like hot British guy who's not hot anymore, or like that movie where the dad's like busy working all the time, and then his daughter's like, "I want to hang out with you," and he's like, "Sweetie, I have a meeting," and then he turns into a dog and realizes that relationships are more, matter more than like you know community, more than like not community, more than like meetings and work. I think that needs to happen to you, Emily. Like you're gonna have some Disney Channel shit. Or someone's oh, okay. I but like I want to hang out with you. And you're like, I can't. I'm so busy. And then you're going to turn into like Santa and like realize that Christmas is like the true meaning of it all. So watch out for that. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes your friends, they have connections that can help you get places. So, you know, I was. Okay. (laughs) 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 Something I knew you were joking, but something in me shattered. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no, I'm kidding. Friends are there for you when you get mad about work stuff, you can vent to them or whatever. So, and I just wanted to say, this leads me to my next subject, um, or kind of segue out of that. I have been re-listening back to the podcast, and uh-huh. I have realized that, and if you guys have listened to it, um, you'll catch it. Um, hopefully, you won't catch it as much, because I will have edited out my stupid parts, but maybe I won't. Either way, Kyra Simeon is the... I can't believe I've been saying this. I'm not but, I don't know what this is. <laughs> she is one of the best friends you could ever ask for because oh. she, she, okay, if there's somebody who will, I mean, all my friends will do this, but Kyra Simeon is notably known for, with all her friends, um, for being the person that will sit on the phone and let, 
you vent to them for however long and then she'll talk you through it and like show that she really cares she she doesn't act like she was like doing something on her phone as you were talking she's always listening and then she'll call to randomly talk about other stuff and she'll check in and then she'll also listen to you sound uninterested in whatever she's talking about but then become suddenly very self-involved and just excited about whatever i'm interested in on the freaking podcast and that was exuded in a couple of episodes uh before uh i guess in 2018 i think you're being very harsh on yourself because emily because she was re-listening to podcast episodes (laughs) which is really funny because like honestly i don't know this podcast re-listening this shit stuff from like i don't know earlier it's just kind of i forget stuff i'm like oh yeah that did happen like jace the jason the most story. it's like funny it's like nice to document it but um i feel like you're being extremely harsh on yourselves because throughout this week I've been getting texts from Emily where she's like, I am so sorry. I was so self-involved. I'm like, everyone is like interested. Like, I don't know if you're interested in something that you're saying. And sometimes there's stuff that you don't want to hear sometimes, especially when it comes to like topics. Sometimes it's just like not what you're into. It's just kind of like, it's natural to be like a little less, like a little less like. No, I but I was, a little, I was a little shitter about it. I was a little shitter about it. So um and then you could tell you could just hear it so i am not proud of it but um we move along as we can um so i just i want to i want to thank kyra here and say thank you for for dealing with me and like that and all my other things that i've done so thank you kyra you guys should find a friend like kyra okay Uh, yeah i you know i will say if I'm talking about myself, I think I have a good, uh, I have a good radar in picking friends. So there we go. There's my little tooth for myself. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. So relationships, yeah. And then also, uh, like hanging out with my family. There's no like relationship stuff going on with dudes right now. You went um, on a date. You went on set one date. Oh well, I went on three dates, like three separate first dates within like the span of like three months, and um, and. Oh, wow. Okay, that's odd. Okay, hold on. I'm sorry. What the hell? Um, sorry, also, I'm in New York City right now, and there are always um, sirens going. So, pray for the people that whoever is having something bad happen to them. I'm praying for you. Hopefully, it's not too bad. It doesn't ruin your complete day. Um, anyway, so, yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went on three separate first dates. Um, none of them were bad. None of them amounted to anything. And I've redownloaded and deleted Hinge a several amounts of times, including Bumble. So okay, steady. I will delete and then re-upload. <laughs> this is a topic for another podcast. I mean, for another like episode. But like first dates suck. I feel like I've been on a few of them. It's not even like bad. It's just kind of like cool. <laughs> no, the thing, when, they're, when they're a good first date, though, honestly, I don't know if I've ever had like a good first date, to be, to be honest. Uh, I've had some like okay ones where it's like pretty good i've had like a textbook one okay like just quick quick quickest tangent um we had to re-record the first half so like basically on what you're about to hear was from like for on my part happened like a week ago or two weeks ago and i got asked out on a date and then i went on said date and the date went well but like it was like a really really nice first date so when you hear me say i just accepted a first date just know it went very well but still i just don't like first dates i guess um wait how is how was wait i'm trying to remember who the dude was it was it was like yeah we went on a breakfast date we walked his dog walked around the park found this little secret area in the park held hands 
it was, which I don't do. I was like, ah, and then um, sat on the bench and talked for a while. And then like, it was, all, it was nice. It was chill. It was very cutesy. <laughs> oh, that's nice. And you don't talk to him anymore though. Who? You, you, the date yeah. guy? No, we still text. It's like, man, this is a whole, this is a whole tangent. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it got too serious-ish, too, a little fast, and it freaked me out, which is a topic for another podcast. We're talking about right. Emily. Okay, sorry. Um, she's trying to, like, be like, get in line. Um, okay, so that was, so yeah, relationships, I'm not opposed to them now, I guess, if it's the right person in it. You know, make sense. And there's this dude that I've been texting. Yeah, whatever. Um, and so no, 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 no. It hasn't. It's not like that. I don't even like know why I said it. I'm gonna cut that part out. Um, oh no, you're not. No, no, no. no. I, I, I'll tell you after. Um, but yeah, and then miscellaneous. Um, in the last uh, in June and July, I fostered a dog by the name of Sasha, and she had been overbred, and um, she was about to be euthanized, and so. She was a she was a pit bull, um, a female pit bull mix, um, obviously because mm-hmm. she was overbred, um, and she was uh, at first a very um, calm, shy, quiet dog, and she was that for the most part. Um, but over time, and that was also because she had never been in a an environment outside of a cage um, where she was constantly yeah yeah no yeah it's really sad and um she was constantly bred um she was eight years old and eventually the people i guess had bred her so much and the way it works apparently is that they breed them the dog comes in the male dog comes in impregnates them and then what they do is they chain them to a uh, a pole so that like they can they can't move away so it's essentially it's really essentially rape um and Oh, so they just like literally have them just kind of get mounted. Yes. Even if they're, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. So the dog has changed the pole. They'll come in and there's a way and all breeders do this. All breeders do this. There's just sometimes people say it's a humane way and then there's an inhumane way. The humane way is to do it, have them get pregnant and then have the litter and then like play with it, be fun with it. And then like the babies go away and like there's some time for it to rest. This way, the way she's been doing, she was done is they chain the dogs to the pole, impregnate it. She has the babies. The babies immediately are taken from her, and then she gets impregnated right after that. So there's no rest period. She doesn't have time to give her the baby. So um, she had, in addition to that, a little bit of separation anxiety. Um, and again, she had been in a cage her whole life, so like being just alone um, was not fun. And so like she would do things like bite the cage to the point where she would like her mouth would start to bleed. It didn't matter if it hurt, and she just hated being alone and cooped up and so but that being said she was a very nice dog she she did have a lot of medical complications um where she had to get masses removed because it was mammary masses meaning her glands are used to like um overproducing milk and things like that and after a while they stopped so they clocked up like clogged up and and there was an overproduction of cells. So she had to get a lot of medical treatment. We went to the doctor at least three times a week when I had her um, or the vet. And but, but and the vet was very helpful. If you guys are in LA and you're looking for a vet, LA Central Hannibal Hospital, they are amazing. Dr. B is great. Um, but either way, um, what I found and, and over time, and Kyra was kind of virtually there for this, um, that sometimes, yes, it was extremely frustrating um, because this is a dog that was not used to a home environment. But in the end... Um, I I realized that her being in a comfortable, nice, loving, um, 
environment um, was better than her being euthanized and living out the rest of her days in the gross, disgusting shelter. Um, and she now is adopted. Um, she has an owner um, who has also been spoiling her way more than I ever did. Um, and so, yeah, she's living out her little her little best life right now. Um, and I just want to say to anybody that's thinking about fostering or getting a dog, I would highly, highly, highly suggest adopting because – yeah, adopt on shop. I yeah, think. adopt on shop. But at the same time, honestly, any dog is is a dog. So um, whether you know they come from like they're they're, they're the same, you know. So, um, but ad- adopting dogs that have gone through so much trauma and have no have had no hope in their lives, just giving them even if it's for a short amount of time, because a lot of dogs end up needing just hospice care, just to have a good few months left in their lives, kind of thing. Um, that's the best thing for them because. Uh, who wants to live a life full of misery and constantly being scared if you're going to be beaten or abused or, you know, whatever. So that's a, I hate, like, I'm sorry. Like, I just hate whenever, I guess anyone who abuses anything, it's just like whenever people do bad stuff, I'm like, why? Whenever it's like, how can you like look at a dog kind of in the same, same similar thing for like child abuse or anything, but like, how do you look at something so innocent? And you're like, I'm going to just like, I feel like you just have to be such a hateful person to just be like, I'm going to pump you for money and, like, just be disgusting. You're nothing. You're just, like, a... It's not, like, people breed things all the time. You know what I mean? But it's still, like, like my dad lived in a farm. But, like, if they're, like, if they, like, have, like, animals coming in or, like, animals that are having animals, that's, like, it's not, like, to the point where it's, like, you are, like, there's nothing, like, humane about it, where it's just kind of, like, keeping them in a cage, just being like just treating them like they're nothing and like just the animals being so scared and that's their lives. I don't know. Either way, it was really super extremely nice that like Emily that you did shelter the dog, which I know it's not it was not the easiest at first, but like because it's just like a dog that's timid at first or just like has a lot of trauma. But I think it's worth it overall and every single thing and like you're helping out. I think I would I'm like gonna look into sheltering animals and because I just think it's like in all senses, it's like good to help out any animal because everything, every animal and every person deserves love and a happy life and not to be treated poorly. And if they are treated poorly, they deserve like a, be- a happy mm-hmm. ending. I agree. And then the, the nicest thing is when you get to see, like, like I said, she was a timid kind of dog at first or not timid, but like, just like quiet. Um, and over time mm-hmm. she started to develop this little like personality, which, uh, it's like, it was really cute. So it's like, you not only get to like save the dog's lives, but you see it come into its own little self, which is nice. So um, foster if you have the means and the time to. And um, and yeah, Kyra, your turn. Hey, so career relationships and miscellaneous. Um, career-wise, it has been like, I'm working where I am. I think re- I've just kind of discovered um what I really want to get into at first I feel like which has been like it's been like discovery of figuring out what I like how it like how it like pertains to what I do and now I think like I've been like kind of been able to have conversations with like people networking people who do are in the industry that I'm looking at and like I and also like my boss and I've kind of figured out like a sort of path that I'm really interested in and the direction that I'm really excited about which is really cool because just fun fact about anyone who's curious about like if, I don't know if anyone's younger but like whenever you start off you like fig- I think you figure out what you want to do as you keep going which is obvious but that's why like 
Emily is in sports, but now she's doing entertainment stuff and that doesn't like limit you. But I was in journalism, now I'm doing marketing. And like, it's just kind of like, it's nice. It's a nice self-discovery where you figure out what makes you happy. So I think I'm kind of at that point where I'm like, I'm really realizing what makes me happy work-wise, which is my development over the months. Other than that, um, okay, relationships. Uh, um, yeah, I think <laughs> uh, not that human, but on my pattern, it says the pattern app, which could be a whole discussion itself. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole time of like beginnings and endings, endings and beginnings. And it's like, it was talking about like, well, I'm going to just say this as myself, not as an app reading this to me, but it, um, I definitely ended something um, that was lo- that lasted for a long time, I guess for longest time. Um, and I think it was just kind of, it was a good amount of time. It was nine months. It was nine months. And it was kind of in a sense of like, nothing really was going wrong ish. There was like nothing. Mm. It's just kind of, I mean, like, okay, stop it. Um, I think it's just figuring out like kind of, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's like the thing with work where I like figured out what I want. I think I'm realizing what I want. I think I've actually like truly, it's been like, I don't know, this year has been insane, but like, I think it's been a good time in discovering like who I'm going to be and what I want from like everything. So either way, yeah. Endings and then like been dating ish, which has sucked. And like, you're so Kyra, Kyra, you know, we talk about, you know, all that good stuff, manifestation, stuff like that, and just mindsets and stuff. How are you going to put like what you say and what you think matters a lot, right? No, the, let me let me clarify. You said it sucked. Why would let you me, put that adjective let, on that? No, let me clarify. It's not sucked. I think I've met very interesting people and also reconnected with a person, which wasn't dating, but it was like, I don't know, in terms of like talking to new people. It has been interesting. It's nice to have new energy around you or just kind of like new interactions. That's always really like cool. Um, I think I freaking, I don't know this new age of date, like dating outside of college where like, you know, everyone, you like know you're going to meet new people every, you know, semester or something. And like people that are vetted basically by people. Now it's like, Oh, do you go through Bumble or like, what do you do? I like, it's kind of like Bumble's kind of draining to me. Where it just feels like compared to Hinge, oh no, Bumble and Hinge. Just dating apps are like dating apps are draining to me. It feels I met someone really cool through it, but still, it's kind of it feels kind of draining. I think you've had pretty good luck on dating apps, to be honest. Oh no, to be fair, I've had really good luck on dating apps. I think restarting on a dating app is the draining part. You know what I mean? Where you're like, oh gosh, um, what's your favorite taco? or like you you know what i hate on the dating apps when you first download it and you get your first batch of people and you're like uh no (laughs) oh oh yeah like an asshole i felt like such an asshole but sometimes it's just like come on man oh i sorry i i don't mean to be like that no 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 it's it's girl talk but no for real like sometimes you look at your batch and like people may be great but sometimes you're like is this okay i'm not not gonna be an asshole no no Uh, but i I would say like i'm not talking about looks let's talk about just like personality traits sometimes you get like the ultimate party boy and you're like no no just like overall sometimes just the people who who might be lovely people and people might be saying this about me so but i'm just gonna say it sometimes you're like is this is this what i have is this it what do I have a false perspective of myself and I have to like settle? Not that it's like settling. Kyra, we're keeping this in. 
Oh, no, about, no, 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 no. We got to keep this in because it's awesome. about showing your true self, right? And people are going to be okay. like. Okay, then, yeah, let's get real for a second. Um, like, it's not like, I mean, like, there's a there's a large range of humans in these in this world. And, like, you know, sometimes, sometimes. That's all I'm going to say. And sometimes, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes you're like, mm. And then you get that batch when you're on Bumble, and you're like, are you kidding me? Like, what's going on? And then, like, sometimes you're, like, swiping on people that you think are cute, but you don't get the instant swipe back. And you're like, oh, well, maybe it's not working. Maybe it's, like, you know, not the setting where, like, it's people who've seen me already. So let me just try this random person who I went and swipe on. And then it matches. And you're like, is this is this my life? Not – we're probably a great human. Like, honestly, this is superficial and asshole-y of me. But, like, let's – it's fucking honest. We all felt this. We all feel this. They feel that. Everyone feels it. Sometimes you're just like, uh, what is my – what am I? Do I know myself? Do I understand myself? Do I understand what I – my actual am i overhyping myself i don't think i am either way so yeah that's that's my feelings on <laughs> um speaking oh, of service, though, i definitely just agreed to go on a uh, on a freaking breakfast date sunday on oh, Bumble. you went to not on me you were like well how'd you go on a breakfast date and that was one of like the only dates i'd been on like <laughs> one of the three dates and i was like someone was like that's a very grown adult thing to do going to breakfast yeah. date dude yeah no and like let's hope they don't find out i have a podcast before this but um yeah no it and was if just they do, that's amazing that's an interesting i'll see you later um but uh yeah no it's a I, I, yeah they just proposed breakfast sunday morning and i have church with my father but maybe after <laughs> anyway um sorry we can cut that i don't know or not who cares um so that was my dating thing uh the miscellaneous thing my miscellaneous, my extra fact of like what's happened in the past six months is that Mercury was in retrograde and I have never been so severely punched in the face by <laughs> by a time period. You could say I'm like just projecting like a narrative or whatever, but the idea of Mercury being in retrograde, I can like find the dates, but who knows? It, it happened. It's like a few, a month period or something. Um, it's supposed to say like basically nothing's supposed to make sense. So like if you think that something has logic, leave it at the door or like a lot of things will like, happen by like absence of logic. And I just want to say I've got beaten up by that concept. I literally like just like even like interactions, people I started re-meeting and just like life, just things that happen. You're like, this does not make sense. What the heck is going on? But I actually got beat up. I freaking broke my toe and then two weeks later I dislocate my shoulder in a dumb way. In both in very dumb ways. And the awful way. If we want to get to the nitty gritty of it, the shoulder please, thing was embarrassing. Please do it, please, Kyra. I don't please. even like we can say that. I was about to like an old person. I was about to take a shower and I tripped out of my bed. And she was and supposed to go on a date. I was I I don't know what you were I like to go on, on a date. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Okay, I think I remember okay, I, I literally remember texting me. <laughs> Sorry, um yes. So I was supposed to meet someone. I trip, dislocate my shoulder, and I like I slide down. It's just a weird way. It wasn't even like anything physical. It was like I and I literally haven't dislocated my shoulder for six years. Gross idea. I like I almost vomited looking at it. It was the worst, most painful thing. And, like, I was, like I said, I was about to go in the shower. So, like, imagine what you have to be to go in the shower. And, like... You have to be naked. 
have to be naked to go to the shower. So I am an old person because I'm home alone, shoulder dislocated, like a freaking I, about to pass out and like calling okay, so and no, you didn't you 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 totally skipped the part where you dislocated your shoulder okay um i no i said it. i slid down the bed i was sliding down a bed and your arm got <laughs> caught in your thing right okay sorry yeah <laughs> so my arm got like i like tripped and my arm was holding onto the bed and so when i tripped i slid down and like that's like the dangerous position if you put your, sh- your arm up and like just kind of like in a i don't know do like a, i'm a little teapot motion the one that's like the little nose that position is really dangerous for your shoulder or like so like it was holding up and like back and i tripped and slid and it just pulled out it was disgusting Ooh. sorry for everyone who had to think of that it was painful it was painful for me and like i said i was naked i called the ambulance i'm like crying about to pass out and they're like, like okay, shivering well, on the ground right oh i was shivering i was about to pass out and i was like I was like, I have to, like, my shoulders to still get it. And they're like, okay, tell me where you, tell me how you're going to, like, like, where you are. Is the door open? Because I couldn't move. Like, it hurts. Every motion, I tried to put it back in. Everyone, like, quick disclaimer of everyone who's seen an action movie, you don't just pop it back in. They lie to you. It hurts, and it takes months to freaking heal. And also never come bounce back from it. I hate when I see action movies, and I'm like, oh, I can do this all day. No, it hurts. It's awful. So basically, um. Is it like a staying pain? What is it? Oh, it's, I had to go to the trauma hospital because it's a trauma, it's a trauma um, injury. It's like your ligaments are tearing, are being pulled apart because it's like your shoulder is out of its socket. So everything around it is pulled. Um, so yeah, that's fun. And when I called the ambulance, I was like, I'm naked. I don't know what to do. And I like couldn't move. And they're like, it's okay. We've seen people in different positions before. I'm like, I bet you have, but they're usually old people. And like, so they came in and like the woman, thank God, helped dress me, which was embarrassing. What and shirt the, did she give you? The one shirt that she gave me that I could put on that like w- like had the arms cut out was a present that I received on my birthday from Emily here. <laughs> um, I'm showing my love for you. It's from like, it's a bat, like one of the contestants from The Bachelor, Corinne, who was like a popular person, had a very famous saying where she said, my heart is gold, but my vagine is platinum. Mm. So she sold shirts that said platinum vagine on it. Yes. So the one shirt that I could put on with my shoulder dislocated, about to go to the hospital where my family will meet me. And I'm already just wrecked, like just emotionally wrecked. And like, <laughs> um, it says freaking platinum vagine. I was like, you need to turn that inside out. I am about to see my grandmother. And it's the funny thing is like she's sitting there in pain and she is able to look and be like, actually, that shirt, you can't wear that. We have to put no, that inside no. out. Um, Excuse me. Can you pause? I'm currently about to have a panic attack, but you cannot have that shirt turned right side out. Like, no. I'm literally about to pass out. Like, I'm like about to like, like, <gasps> no, turn that inside out. Passes out. You know how they say like mother? It's well, like, like family guy. Yeah, no, it feels like it. They, you know how they say, like, mothers will, like, lift a chair, like, a, not a chair, a freaking, like, car off of their children because, like, you know, they get that strength for that one moment? Yes. I guess that was, like, me just gathering all the strength I had to just not allow myself to be so embarrassed. <laughs> so, Your mom already like, doesn't like that shirt anyway. Oh, no, she doesn't. So, And I had to wear it for, like, a day after because it was really hard to take off. And my mom's like, wow. It was just, it was embarrassing. So, yeah, that was my thing. I... Broke my toe, dislocated my shoulder, got wrecked by Mercury being in retrograde. Um, and also, like, I don't know. I think we talked about this in the last in a podcast before. I One time recently this year, I also accidentally, like, stabbed myself. 
and was on the phone. I called Emily about that. And it was so embarrassing because the guy who was checking me out was like, don't I know you? I've never seen you before. And then he sees my dad. He's like, I know you too. He's like, you're back here? Damn. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's me. Wow. Dang, bro. <laughs> yeah. She couldn't avoid being the clumsiest person alive. Yeah, my yeah. lord. The toe thing was like another story, a quick one. Like kind of like talking to a person, you know, like hanging out. <laughs> and jokingly ran away from a, for a second. And when I jokingly ran away, I slammed my toe into their stair and fell face forward. Ooh. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm good. Like maybe 20 minutes later, I looked at, down and my toe is like swollen and red. And I was like, I'm going to go. And I'm like limping. <laughs> and you're like trying to have a conversation with that person afterwards and your toe is just throbbing and you can't focus. I'm like, I can't walk. I think I, <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly it. Where I was like, oh, oh, this is, this is broken. <laughs> hey, so, bro. Yeah. Those are our little quick stories. <laughs> Emily adopted a dog. I, I just, I just got wrecked. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of being naked uh, in your dislocated short, uh, shoulder story, um, one of the topics that we want to talk about and breach in the sports section today was the ESPN body issue. And if you guys don't know what that is, um, it's an annual special edition issue of ESPN magazine that's been going on for the last 20 years. So 1998, I believe. Um, so almost 21 years, uh, they will discontinue it, uh, after this issue that just came out literally a few days ago. Um, the body issue is really cool because it is all these different athletes across all sports completely naked or semi-naked, semi-nude. Um, and My it's cousin was in it once. Your cousin, uh, Prince Fielder, right? Yeah. Nice. And so that's the thing. You get people like Prince Fielder, who is a bigger baseball player. So you get him completely naked next to, let's say, Serena Williams, who is just cut 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 um or you know an athlete and a lot of people don't like this issue for some reason i've always kind of liked it um i think it's obviously it's a little like jarring like whoa okay but i think i like it because there's like not only do you get okay so the most recent guy uh christian yelich who's on it and some of the eagles like line i think some of the eagles linemen have been in it too so linemen are not the most uh fit looking athletes um the other thing that you get is uh they've shown dis oh, what do they call it? like uh what do they call it i don't want to say it incorrectly but like disabled or um uh, uh what do you call that disabled like athletes that have lost limbs and they are completely naked but you see their their prosthetic limb there with them too as a part of their body so i think it's kind of a cool work of art um, i thought I don't, I don't like look out for all of it, but I saw like Princess and I've seen others just here and there. And I think it's cool in the sense where it's not like sexualizing the body necessarily, where it's just kind of like they're athletes and their work is their body. Like, you know what I mean? Sure. That's their work is from their body they create. And so like, it's kind of, it's all shapes and sizes and it's all kind of like very like beautifully shot, but it's not necessarily like a like, Ooh, like how hot? How hot are you? Like it's like just kind of like body. Body's beautiful. Right. I think it, I think everyone looks good. I think everyone looks good. I'm just saying that it's not sexualizing one type of body, sure. and I don't think it's overly sexualized. I think it's very like a beautiful kind of looking portrait of a body. I think what they do, it is, and I, but I think they, you can look at it two ways. It's like oh, you're looking at the body as like a work of art because that, like you're saying, like they're they're 
their work is their body and how they perform with it. Um, but also the way they pose, like things are suggestively covered. Like Giancarlo Stanton, our first guest on the podcast, uh, way back when, um, he he was on the body issue and he was completely naked and they threw water at the parts where you weren't supposed to see anything. So there's water thrown there. Or like like I said, the the Eagles linemen one of them they were like there were like five of them standing in like a uh like a v shape sort of and one of the linemen the one who was in the center front of the v was holding a football helmet over his area so it's like they it's like a tastefully funny thing to look at uh i would say um and same thing or like with christian yelich like or even prince fielder i don't know if they covered how they covered it but with christian yelich he was like holding a bat in his hand and his leg was conveniently like positioned so you couldn't see anything um yeah what nothing that was inappropriate continue oh i didn't catch that okay um but yeah so it's i don't know i like it it's supposed to rival sports illustrated's um swimsuit issue oh i dig if it's like that versus sports illustrated i feel like i dig that one more honestly i was and and this is the most this is the most like this i mean espn magazine is discontinuing probably because they can't sell uh majority of the other issues but this is the most sold issue every year for them rightfully so um but i think it's another way another interesting way to rival sports illustrated swimsuit which is like a bunch of women in bikinis but also is pretty to look at too so um I think, like, okay, quick tangent on Sports Illustrated. I think a bunch of women in bikinis is good to look at. We all appreciate a good bikini. But it bothers me, and maybe they've changed it recently, but I remember I saw their plus-size model, and I was like, oh, my gosh. What? That's a regular human. She, like, not even a regular human. Like, scratch that out. Like, they just, like, make, like, plus-size. I feel like all bodies should be celebrated. And, like, when they turn it to, like, when I say, like, just average weight, they're, like, plus-size, you know? And that's what I didn't. I guess, I guess for the sports, I mean, the entertainment industry, the women you're around, I always think about that. I'm like, these athletes and, you know, actors and things like that have a skewed, I mean, actually, no, they don't because they're working around regular people every day. As much as they are like, they might go out with models and things like that. They're working around regular people every day. So not everybody is physically fit, you know, and like stick thin and curvy in all the best ways. But I mean... (laughs) the girl that was the plus it's like dylan sprouse's girlfriend and she's literally oh no my bad that was the wrong one she was the plus size on like victoria's secret model and like oh ashley graham no 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 not ashley graham ashley Ashley graham Graham, was on the cover okay ashley graham i get i think i mixed up like in terms of like so i don't like i okay yes my bad i think just plus size anything i feel like it's still like very like i don't know i'm gonna send it to you i think her name's like barbara something there was uh, a what Barbara Palvin was supposed to be plus size. And oh my God, Emily, it hurts my heart. It hurts my feelings. It hurts everything. I'm like, you, what? This is your plus size? This is who you pick? This is your king? Anyway, really? sorry. Continue. You got to send me that because I don't know who, who you're talking about. Um, but, well, and the other thing, I was thinking, there was some sort of debate earlier on in the year about how a lot of people are boycotting Victoria's Secret fashion shows because they don't show diversity in the women that model for them yeah the one that I said is Victoria's Secret versus this um versus Sports Illustrated but um yeah Victoria's Secret has fallen off they've lost a lot of money actually because of that and she's curvy um, I, she's not plus size she's their plus size model um I think that they lost it because of that also if you see their like styles and stuff they haven't really evolved in fashion and, and like anything 
and it just kind of like I don't know I think I don't think the quality is there anymore mm, okay yeah I didn't know that yeah. I haven't watched that in a long time I remember watching that in high school and being like okay I'm gonna like not eat anything <laughs> for whatever <laughs> however long I need to be in order to be that size yeah it didn't everyone's that. on a diet and works out right <sighs> after they're like okay exactly you work out you're like yep for a week I'm doing this and then Christmas comes because <laughs> it's always around Christmas um, or the holidays, I should say. But speaking of plus size and loving yourself and loving all types of body types, let's talk about Lizzo. Um, Lizzo. Lizzo. Is on- huh? I just, Lizzo is on the scene. And I just have to say, Lizzo is like our topic. She is like the reason why is because she's like, I don't know. Our whole thing is we love people that are just like unapologetic, unapologetically themselves. Yeah. Lizzo embodies that in everything. But before we get into that, I have to give Emily a shout out because she has blown the hell up yeah. this year after a Netflix show like had her like uh, a Netflix movie had a thing where they were singing Truth Hurts and everyone's like, what's the song? And it blew up. And then that's how every, everything kind of took off. Oh. Uh, yeah, the Gina Rodriguez one. And it, I just have to say. Truth Hurts was our first song for our first episode yep. because Emily was on it before anyone else was. Listen, and I'm going to give Spotify credit. Uh, Spotify, when they do their like up and coming new hits or like you need to watch things, those playlists are no joke. There are too many times I've gone on that playlist and they're not, they're nowhere near top, like location by Khalid. I knew about that in 2015. That song didn't get popular until 2017. And it's because of Spotify's curated playlist. They are like geniuses with that. But Apple Music, if you don't want to uh, get mad at me for saying that, you can sponsor me. Um, but either way, uh, I like Apple Music as well. I don't I actually don't pay for Spotify premium. I just sometimes listen, but uh, I use my Apple. Either way, either way uh, Spotify really had that on point. Um, they're they're under under like I guess underground playlists that they create really do spotlight artists that are going to be to watch or to watch out for um, later on. But yeah. For sure. And I remember like the, our first episode when we were talking about just like setting it up and like what we we're going to do, what we we're going to cut. Um, we were talking about the first song and Emily is like, we should do truth hurts. And I think I am just a contrarian because I was like, I don't want to do it. And she's you like, no, do it. you did not want to do it. it. I didn't want to do it. I didn't even listen to it. I just sort of was like, contrary. You didn't know what it was. And then you listened. You were like, oh, oh, okay. I, it was like one of those things where like you have your tail behind your legs and you're like, I'm not even going to like say anything to further the fact that maybe you were right. So it's like, yeah, yeah, let's use it. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, as everybody knows, that song is lit. Um, and it's now number one on Billboard's Hot 100. And if we all know, if you're any sort of music buff or just know about music, it's really hard to do. Um, and that song, it, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, and like I mean, like honestly, because the song asks the question that no one, I don't know, it's like it says it so well. Why men great till they gotta be great? That is like a freaking that speaks. Why men great till they gotta be great? What? Oh, why they? It's like they're good until they they are called to step up to actually step up to the plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. Like, why is it like chill and everything's good, but when it's like time for you to be like good, it's like like time to nut up and propose to me then it's like mm. or it's time to yeah. like let's define this relationship mm. <laughs> um yes no i yeah that's exactly it where you're like oh so you've just been like coasting once it's time to like step up you're like mm, i don't know so yeah no it, it's so great i freaking each each lyric is incredible and like honestly lizzo all of her all of like all the songs in her recent album all of her songs are great they're great workout songs in case you're wondering too yeah. tempo is 
it to run to. It's so good. I feel like Soulmate is the most underrated of her songs. Um, it's so underrated. I feel like they don't play it. They really don't. And I feel like it hits harder than like Juice and her other songs. I'm going to be honest. I, I like, I listen to True Heart sometimes, uh, but I listen to Soulmate way more. And like one of the lyrics is like, and I totally resonate with or totally totally resonates with me is uh she says they said they said to get a man you need to know how to look they said to keep a man you need to know how to cook and uh specifically with cooking i don't know really how to cook all right i know how to cook but i don't do it a lot um so that's one thing uh my all, my my family gets on me for that they're like you need to learn how to cook so you can make a house a home for a guy and i'm like okay well I don't really care to right now, so we'll just put that on the back burner for now. I mean, like, that one, that, yes. And also, Emily makes a great sandwich, so don't worry. Um, <laughs> guacamole and sandwiches. Guacamole and sandwiches. But, like, no, I put, I remember listening to that one, like, her album came out. That was one of the first songs I listened to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I feel this. It's like, look up in the mirror, like, damn, she's the one. And it's like. I'm my own soulmate. Like we don't have to re- like recap all the things, but it's literally like the whole thing is like, I'm my own soulmate. I know how to love me. And it's just like really, truly like so necessary. Yeah. I guess like everyone knows that, but like, I feel like we don't get that all the time, especially when we're down that like, or when you're like going for people or whatever, like you're the most important relationship in your life. You're the most important person. It's hard it's, to get like, to that point. It's really, it, 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 sorry, I shouldn't put that, uh, put it on that. It's, it is a journey to get to that point. I think it is. I think it. you don't realize no. that. At first. It's like, I don't know. We were talking about this, like, like a certain version of this earlier when Emily was in town, but it's just like, you don't realize how much like putting yourself first in some situations. It like, you always like turn, learn to be nice to others because you don't want to be like selfish or like anything. And that's fair. Like you don't want to be self-absorbed, yeah. but it is like, you like, it's so Lizzo's song. If you're like feeling down, Okay, when I like went through the whole ending of the like what went down like earlier this earlier three months ago, yeah. uh, I listened to Lizzo on repeat. I'm not even kidding. And Soulmate was the one that I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like I like I might be sad, but like honestly, it's it's the best. I we, we eat good together. We live good together because I like we're we're gonna be okay. Like screw anyone else, and it's really great. I. I- uh, one thing that's interesting about her is um, it seems like her popularity is very timely um, or it, it like made the most, it was like it all fell into place and made the most sense. I, and I want to know what your opinion is, Kyra, on why, why is Lizzo like so well-received now? I wonder if she would be well-received a few years ago. I feel like she's been out for a minute. Sure. So like, and songs, I think they have progressed, but they like I think they have progressed. I think she found her tone, but she's been like produced. Like Truth Hurts came out a while ago, right? And like they've had like other songs. She's had other songs for a minute. I'm saying but like I think, ten years ago, just in the terms of music. In terms of, I think <clears throat> in terms of like her popularity, and especially terms right now, um, I don't think there were songs like Lizzo ten years ago. Maybe I'm wrong, but like I don't think that they were as popular. Um, and I don't think like it was more so I feel like 10 years ago when I think of like early 2000s music and honestly one of the disgusting thing is we're almost by 2020 so no, 10 years ago it's not like, early 2000s I, like I, Lady, I Gaga, a, Lady Gaga like era twice. is 10 years ago 
But still, like, even that, I feel like the songs that were hits were like relationships, you know? It was like, Party. it was all really, like, yeah, relationships, partying. And I think like recently, um, I feel, I don't know if it's just my generation or if I'm just aware of it now more so, but like, I think everyone's kind of like learned more about self care. That's yeah. something that everyone's self love, self love, mental health, yeah. like just caring about yourself and like kind of putting yourself and like understanding the whole concept of honestly being with your own soulmate. So I feel like in that sense, because of that, she came like that song, her songs and her like air, her aura, her whole, like, if you see an interview with her, she's so freaking talented. Like she could have been like a clarinetist. I don't know if I said it right. And she'll just like start twerking while doing flute, my bad, flutist. But like, she'll be, she'll start twerking while doing the flute and like, just be like, just having a good time. Her Instagrams are great. She's just like a really like big personality and like, just very much like she seems very like it's just kind of the kind of aura I think everyone wants to have for themselves where it's not being like the there's not perfect it. like curvy person I, I feel like it's interesting like I mean Cardi B has always been and we're talking about body image and really like Cardi B is known to be like thick right uh Beyonce has always been known to be thick but she like keeps it she used to like be she used to fit that normal or that that pick that image that people would expect her to fit. Recently, I think she it was a few days ago or yesterday, she celebrated her 38th birthday or something like that and and she looked okay, like she's had babies. She also is like probably just chilling right now and people were like, "Is she pregnant? Look how much weight she gained." Um, yeah and same i mean people were getting on rihanna for the same thing rihanna is like all natural like she's like yeah i like to eat well, I think, like <laughs> I, rihanna is, I like i think that goes like like rihanna all that stuff everyone doing this um i think one thing rihanna i think looks amazing um i think like we used to be very like put it on people even if they were quote-unquote thick they still were very much like thick in this like an idea of like being honestly very thick very like slender sure. and still you know shapely like kind of, and so now like i think lizzo will, looks great she wears amazing outfits and she'll like wear like skimpy she'll do whatever she's naked on her cover and it's because and like she's a larger woman but there's nothing wrong with being a larger woman and that's what she like shows where she's like no you can be beautiful like sexy no matter what and like i don't know like, do, like i really dig how she how she is because, like, did you know that, like, even, like, with celebrities, if you're plus size in any sense, like, the w- girl who plays Dinah from, like, Orange is the New Black, the one who had the baby with the guy, Asher, yeah. um, she, like, was talking about, and her and some other people were talking about how, like, it's really hard for, like, to get dressed because designers won't dress you if you're not a certain size. So going on the red carpet, you don't get to look as great as everyone else, or you have to really search out and, like, kind of, like, really try to find someone to that. dress you for a bit. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Because people want you to be a size. They want you to be like this. They want you to look like a freaking, like, but if you're going to be plus size, quote unquote, you're going to be plus size like the Sports Illustrated one. And that's like almost acceptable. So I think in terms of all of it and in terms of like Lizzo and everything in this like age of like everyone kind of like thing on like health and fitness and just like being there, being better for you, not for anyone else. Yeah. And like also that everybody looks great and no, there's not one shape or mold. I think it's like that's like why we're all kind of like gravitating towards it because I feel like we are getting better at that and like 
are getting better at that mindset. I agree. Uh, it's yeah, it's definitely a refreshing thing uh, and uh, role model to see out there. Uh, my friend interviewed her, her coworker interviewed her a couple of days ago, and he was like, "He she is hilarious," um, which I would not disagree with. Um, one thing that's really cool is that she. Uh, like we said, Truth Herds came out. It came out in September of 2017. So I found out about it, or we put it on the podcast two months later. Um, and she, on the day it came out, or she released it, she told her man, her producer, like, I'm going to quit. Like, I, I can't do this. Like, I feel like all my music is falling on deaf ears. Like, nobody's really paying attention to it. And um, she obviously kept chugging along. And, you know, it took, it, it always takes that, like, like the Popeye's chicken sandwich, they've been selling that for like three months, but it took somebody, some person like to set it off. And then it becomes this craze. Same thing with like Cardi B. She'd been going for a while. It took like one person, one post, one sort of like movement in a way to like really set it off. And then that's like the rest is history sort of thing. So I think it's really cool. Uh, you never know when something's going to happen. So you got to just, you never know. They So I guess this, maybe this segues into what I was about to say, but. um, oh, Quickly yeah, before you segue, right. though, I was going to say in terms of that too, in terms of what Emily's saying. Um, yeah, like you don't know when you're going to take off, but Emily Heidel apparently does because she's the one who tells me about this before it ever blows up. Because Emily came to me with the Popeye's chicken sandwich months ago. And she was like, it's better than Chick-fil-A. And I was like, quit lying. And then like, I had it. And then like maybe a month after it blew up to the point that I can't get it anymore. And this is a subject for another time, but another round of chicken, either way. So yeah, you don't know when it's going to take off. It takes time, you know, let yourself like, you know, I don't know, keep working. Um, it sounds like we're talking about the sandwich, but honestly, it's about like all these things. <laughs> yeah. And, so no, people might not know you, but Emily will. So sure. yeah, it. exactly. Uh, you know, sandwiches are coming back in October, but it, you know, social October. media needs to get it under control before they come back. Because, October? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They, they, it was Kyra. It was wild. This is good for me. Honestly, like, you guys are about to hear me have a goddamn breakdown <laughs> over a sandwich. And I'm not proud of where I am today. So that was a, me being upset i just did the math it's okay it's okay i don't know listen i need to I'll back come back in october the craze will be down and you can get it and there's only it's worse. what it's, it's gonna be worse the lines are gonna be up i'm not gonna get it until freaking december it's fine <laughs> listen and people were acting like the sandwich was gonna be there for a limited time it's there for indefinite it's indefinite like we gonna be on the menu so you can get your sandwiches for the rest of ever y'all can chill the fact that like quavo bought a bunch and was like i'm selling each for a grand and then some people were like <laughs> some people a dude got a gun pulled in on him at a houston store because they ran out of chicken sandwiches i literally had to film something and i got an uber like i called i used uber eats to go get sandwiches and this is at 10 a.m in the morning he goes to one location has to cancel my order because they're already sold out at 10 a.m dude i'm just like that it's insane and i wish to like and i get it like everything's just at some point like you know like you know it's not like whatever but this sandwich is really freaking good I'm really mad about it because, like, now, like, honestly, it has actually made Chick-fil-A less for me. And I mean, let's it, not forget it, that Chick-fil-A supports uh, anti-gay uh, marriage and is LGBTQ, yeah, anti-LGBTQ. It's like, I like to eat my sandwich with no guilt. And, like, I, and if it's better, then thank God. And it's, oh, whatever. Okay, sorry. That was a tangent that might be cut out. Maybe it's not. Yeah. It's relevant. But we'll keep it in. Okay. 
Yeah, so um, Popeye is back October. We'll we'll get through this, everyone. Maybe we'll do an ASMR of us eating Popeye's chicken. Ew, I hate ASMR. We can do a mukbang. You're the main one telling me about ASMR. We can do mukbangs. I don't listen to it. ASMR is a concept to me that I'm very intrigued by that people listen to. Oh, yeah. I don't get people that actually listen. I don't know. I know a couple of people that will listen to it to go to sleep, but I'm like, what? Anyway, either way. Um, but speaking of, let's go back to Lizzo. Um, speaking of Lizzo and just my segue, because uh, I've been thinking about this for the last two hours of this segue. Um, she, like I said, wanted to quit that day. And she just kept chugging along. And they say in this book called The Alchemist, um, a very famous book, they say that when the world tests you and you are when it the world when the world tests you and you are actually at your limit and you can't go anymore, it's always what you wanted is always on the other side, right on the other side of that. Um, and that's what it was for her. And that's what it was for the alchemist. And if you're a new listener of the podcast, we do something, uh, each episode called, uh, we have tailgate in by T. Um, and we try to keep it a little bit sports centric in terms of like the tailgate thing, but we've invited a plethora of guests. Um, a lot of, uh, all of BTS we've invited, um, I have not done that. (laughs) Emily, just a PSA for everyone. Emily has her own Korean K-pop podcast now. So we should be done with that. <laughs> well, so well, okay. Well, we've listened. We've. I think we've uh, literally we've invited President Obama. We've invited like Charles Melton, maybe. We've invited everybody. So, but uh, this time I want to invite Paolo Coelho. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He's the author of The Alchemist, um, a book that is extremely inspiring um, to a lot of people. Um, I've read it through twice. The first time. Read it after I graduated high school. It didn't really. I don't remember it being like like a great. It wasn't. It didn't stick with me. It was just like, oh, okay, it's a good book. Uh, a couple of months ago, or uh, March, right after when we were doing the middle, when we stopped this podcast, I read that book again, and I everything it was saying was like resonating with me. And I just want to leave a couple of quotes that are there. Um, if you guys want, you should definitely go read this book. Um, but it depends on. the point you're at in your life so anyway so a couple of of quotes here um at a certain point in our lives we lose control of what's happening to us and our lives become controlled by fate that's the world's greatest lie don't let your environment and don't don't succumb to your environment and uh what the world supposedly throws at you because you have control over it um another quote remember that wherever your heart is there you will find your treasure i only really understood what this quote meant in the last year Third quote, when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it. I'm still trying to figure out what that really means. I, I know what it means, but it's a process. That's a process. And then the fourth um, fifth, the fourth quote is, people are capable at any time in their lives of doing what they dream of. And the fifth and final quote is, life is about failing seven times and getting up eight. Um, so there's just a couple of quotes that I've, uh, I've, I've pay- picked. Um, a couple of other ones are about how love won't stop you from fulfilling your destiny. So if you are in love with somebody or if you love a friend or if you love your family, um, if they really love you, then they won't stop you from doing what you're really supposed to do in this life. So um, it's an amazing book. And that's our tailgate and my tea. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to Ball Out, the Ball Out with UNK. Once again, um, we will be back with more. You can follow us at the Ball Out W-E-K on Twitter. You can follow Kyra at ky underscore s-e-m-i on instagram and i am at e-m-i h-a-y-d-e-l on instagram and twitter and kyra is where's kyra where's kyra on 
Twitter as well. So um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, leave us any suggestions if you'd like, and also leave reviews and ratings on the iTunes podcast app. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see y'all next week. Adios.